There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Well, let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Mundane Quiet 5873 and says, Am I the a hole for ending an almost 30 year relationship? And before we do get into the story, I just want to give you a warning that it does contain domestic abuse and controlling behavior. So if you want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are down in the description and along the timeline below. Now let's get started. My 43 male BFF. 42 male have been like brothers since eighth grade. I've been there for pretty much every milestone in he and his family's life. No matter what, he was my brother from another mother and we behaved as such. Over the last 10 or so years, we didn't hang as much. Both have demanding careers. So anytime we got to hang was very much cherished. The last five or six times we were supposed to hang, he straight up ghosted me. No call, no text, just plain not showing up. I would often hear from him the day after with an apology and usually blaming his girlfriend for not being able to get out of the house. And as always, I told him I understood, maybe we'll catch up next time. So my birthday came up and he offered to go treat me to wings and beer at the sports bar while watching the NCAA tourney. I took him up on it as it's been almost a year since we've seen each other, even though we live in the same city. So we made plans to meet up at 5pm. 5.30, no show. 6 p.m. No show. I bet you guys can see where this is going. So I stayed and enjoyed my wings until the game was done and went home. I told my wife what happened and told her I'm over the friendship. She said we are too close for me to just throw our brotherhood away. But I told her I'm only matching his energy. If our brotherhood doesn't merit a courtesy call or a text to inform me you can't make it, especially after being the one to invite me out, then that's no brotherhood I want to be a part of. Am I the a-hole for this? Look, I totally understand where you're coming from in this situation and just wanted to clock out of this friendship because, yes, the way you're being treated right now is completely wrong. But a question that was going through my head on this one, and obviously you don't have to, but have you explained your feelings about this to him? It seems like, like you said, you've got a brotherhood here and expressing the way you feel and maybe trying to open up a conversation to what's going on because I feel like for myself, before breaking up a friendship like this, a brotherhood as you call it, I'd want to know what's going on from his side because it's not normal, is it? If I or any of my friends was cancelling plans with each other, you'd at least at the very minimum let that person know as much in advance as possible. So it's kind of saying to me that there's something else going on at the moment. But just another saddie says not the a-hole, keep matching his energy. Rabbit says it's sad really. The fact it's him seeming to make arrangements to me seems that he does want to see you. But it's not good to keep doing this either. Maybe message him and ask what's seriously going on and that you're on the verge of giving up with him and see what he says. OP says, I honestly believe it's his girlfriend. 
She's a lot younger than us and she always seems uncomfortable around us. My wife has tried several times to get her to join in for a girl's night out, but she always declines. It's an open door policy for them at our home, so I really don't know what this all is. French Bread says, Info, have you told him how you're honestly feeling? And say, I feel hurt or whatever feeling word you'd use. When you make plans and don't show up. I'm beginning to question if you even value our friendship anymore. Opie responds and says, I have. It's mainly his girlfriend. He blames her for not coming out. Says she doesn't have any friends and, and if he left to come out with me, she'll be alone. My wife has tried to invite her out and we do decide to hang so she wouldn't be in the house but she always declines. Street Apple says not the a-hole and I wouldn't jump to abuse but still check in. It could be the girlfriend or it could be stress or money issues or depression or time management issues or mental health illness or addiction or him finding new friends or him just not vibing with you anymore. It sucks he hasn't said, but some issues aren't easy to talk about. He might not realize how he's acting. Moontburn says, not the a-hole. Your friend is a grown man who's capable of calling and texting to cancel. The fact that he has ghosted you over five times is ridiculous. I would have been over it after the second time he did it. Nothing wrong with canceling slash pushing back plans, but to ghost someone just says they don't care about you at all. He left you sitting there alone on your birthday. OP says, that was the last straw for me. Don't do that on my birthday. I'm done with the dude. But my wife thinks I should try to salvage it. And one more last comment from OP that was in the comments which says, I know he goes to work every day but that's about it. I think he's insecure about their relationship because he's 42 and she's 25. It's like he feels she's the best he could do. And if he doesn't do as she says, he'll lose her. I don't know what they do behind closed doors but it sometimes feels like she's emotionally blackmailing him. Then OP updates the post and says, first of all, let me thank everyone for their advice and judgment. So yesterday, I went to my BFF's office and waited until he left for lunch. He was surprised to see me. And we headed to DD, that Dunkin' Donuts, for coffee and to talk. So I put it out there that I'm contemplating being done with our friendship due entirely to him ghosting me and not reaching out. He proceeded to show me his phone log and text messages. His girlfriend consistently calls and texts him all day when he's working. She tracks his whereabouts through his iCloud. He found an air tag in his spare tire well. He says she's neurotic about him and everything he does. If he tries to leave the house for anything, he has to take her along or she'll throw a fit, hide his wallet, phone, keys, etc. I asked him flat out why he's still with her. He tells me she has no family on this side of the country. She's from Arizona and he can't kick her out. He said he'd reach out to her brother to help get her back home, but he doesn't take him seriously. I told him to change his iCloud password, go home before she gets off, pack a bag and come stay with me. I feel like this woman is something out of a killer movie and she may hurt him or herself. Not healthy and a highly dangerous situation to be in. So for now, he's staying with us while trying to find a way to get her out of his life. And that was the last update from OP currently. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from, and it does come with an update as well, from Miss Lost 1023 and says, Am I the a-hole for making my seven-year-old go to Alcoholics Anonymous? I, 31 female, have an amazing son, almost eight, who is incredibly sweet, well-mannered, and inquisitive. Although I guess most parents think of their kids that way. I quit drinking about two months ago and have been adamant about doing the AA program correctly. 90 meetings in 90 days, sponsor, daily readings, therapy, etc. 
I really want to be a good mom, make up for my bad decisions when I was drinking. I never harmed him or put him in danger, but I just wasn't present and am remorseful about my drinking past. The problem is that I'm a single mom who works full time and I live in a small town. Because it's small, there aren't a lot of options in terms of AA meetings. So the only one I can really attend is the 5.30 based on my schedule and my son's. His father has him part-time, so on those days, I can attend meetings by myself, but on my days, I have to bring my son. I don't have anyone to leave him with, and babysitting wouldn't work because nobody wants to babysit for just one hour. It doesn't financially make sense for them. So, I take my son to meetings. Naturally, he isn't too thrilled when I have to. Before you suggest I could do Zoom meetings, I really don't get anything out of them. I like the in-person connection and atmosphere. My ex, who has never taken my alcoholism seriously and has never actually attended an AA meeting, says I'm the a-hole for exposing our child to that kind of atmosphere and those kind of people. The truth is, those people are what have saved my life. They're so sweet and good with my son. While sometimes the subject matter can be a little adult-ish, we mostly talk about how to be better people and live a spiritually sound existence and to help our fellow man. I personally think it's good for my son to be surrounded by people that are trying to better themselves and also to let him know at an early age the effects of alcoholism as it runs in my family. But maybe I'm the a-hole and way off the mark and I'm doing more damage than good. I would just like outside opinions that aren't emotionally connected to the situation. Am I the a-hole for taking my seven-year-old to AA meetings with some of the topics that are addressed? Edit. I super appreciate everyone's responses. It gave me a lot of insight. Admittedly, I didn't really think about how other members may feel about having a child there. I was mostly thinking about the comfort of my son. I will say that the group is all old timers that have years of sobriety and largely talk about service work and how much better their lives are. But as many have pointed out, the presence of a child may deter members from talking about serious subjects. So I either just give my kids headphones and a tablet to play with, something I usually hate doing, but I guess I have to suck it up or do Zoom meetings when I have him. Again, thank you all for the input, even the people that were incredibly harsh with their verdict. And we'll cover the update in a second after some comments. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. But we'll start off with a deleted user who says, I'm not comfortable calling you an a-hole over this because you're between a rock and a hard place. But yes, it's an inappropriate subject matter for a child. It might make other members feel they can't speak their real experiences, meaning they cannot get anything out of the meetings. The topics often cover abuse, death, etc. And that's not appropriate for a child. It will not be fair to other members or your child. ETA. 
I was taken to these meetings as a child by family members. I got to hear firsthand as rapists and pedophiles describe their crimes in detail. One woman started drinking because her husband beat her. She described that in detail too. In the meetings I was in, people often tell their stories of the worst times in their lives. Maybe I went to unusually dark meetings. Maybe things have changed a lot since then. I don't know. I can only go by my experience. My experience is that these topics are unacceptable for a child and unfair to the other members. OP, you have to find a babysitter or do Zoom classes. Do not take your child. It's not fair to anyone to bring him. Thus says, I think you're the a-hole, chiefly for two reasons. Your ex is half right. An AA meeting is not the kind of atmosphere a seven-year-old should be regularly subjected to. He's seven, not ten. Though, to be clear, your ex is an a-hole for being judgmental about those people. You're doing a good job trying to teach the dangers of alcoholism to your child at an early age, but I think seven is a tad too young for such serious and somber topics. There will be a time for this, but I don't think it's now. You may not realize it, but perhaps the presence of a young child may be affecting the others to perhaps not speak as freely as they could have. There are just topics you do not talk about in the presence of a child, and I know that they probably say they are fine, but in that situation, it's fairly possible no one wants to be that person who bitches about it, even if it's just a hypothetical. I think it only adds to the notion that you really should be finding something else to do for your child during those hours. Does your child not have any friends he could stay with? Also, you're the a-hole is merely for the purposes of judging who's in the wrong, so to speak. You're explicitly not an asshole for this, and I offer you my most sincere congratulations for beating this demon and staying strong. And one more comment from another deleted user who said you're the a-hole. I hate to say it because you are doing well, especially wanting to attend all the meetings. But taking your child to the meetings is not only unfair to him, it is unfair to the other people in the meeting. I've been to AA as well as other groups for other issues and they are styled the same way, with steps. These groups are for people to talk about their past, their issues, and it is not always pretty. There is crying, emotions all over the place. Having the child there means these people are not able to fully express themselves. Please find a babysitter. Ask the father if he can take him for an hour or do the Zoom meetings. Even with headphones and a tablet, the child will likely still be exposed to things he should not be. I honestly would not be able to express myself even if the child had headphones on. Unless you can afford very good sound-canceling headphones, my son can still hear me when he has his on. Then OP comes up with an update a few months later and says, First and most importantly, I'm still sober and feel better than I have in years. I can now be more present and better mum to my child and for that, I'm incredibly grateful. AA has quite literally saved my life. If anyone who is reading this struggles with addiction, I just want to say there is a way out. You just have to know you are worth it and sobriety is worth it. My first post ended up being a mixed bag in terms of judgments about my assholery. I accept my judgment of being the asshole, but I did want to clarify a common misconception. Abstaining from alcohol is just a small portion of AA. A much larger portion is dedicated to is looking into why we drink, take accountability for our selfish actions and apologize according and to rectify our character defects so we can be better people to our friends and family. Because of these aspects, I was hoping exposing my son to the program would teach him something about accountability, patience and empathy. I ended up just asking my AA home group if it bothered them that I brought my son to meetings. Not only did everyone look at me like I grew a second head, but even asking for permission. Every parent in the group talked about their own children growing up in AA and how you do what you have to do to stay sober. 
Essentially, consensus was that it is far better for a kid to have been dragged to meetings a few hours a week than to have a mum drunk all the time. I still take my son to AA meetings, but now I allow him to play on my tablet with headphones. I got reamed in the comments for not allowing my kid to do this before. Fair enough. I have this thing about my kids being on technology as a quick fix for boredom, but I need to get over that. My son gets lots of treats and gifts from my home group members. One dude gives him $10 and 20s every time he sees my son. I know, right? Untapped resource. My son is learning how to play electric guitar and two AA members will riff with my son and talk music. Jimi Hendrix is currently my son's hero. All in all, my son likes the attention and says he doesn't mind going to meetings. A surprising update in all of this is that my son's dad has stopped drinking, although he currently refuses to attend AA. Our relationship with my ex is much better and my kiddo seems much happier as a whole. Life for all of us is just better. And while I don't want to turn this into a public endorsement for AA, I just want to say that sobriety is hands down the best thing that's ever happened to my family. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? What's your opinion on it? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Significant Pass 784 who says, Am I the a-hole for ruining a proposal at a wedding? Sorry for bad grammar and format. I'm doing this on a phone. So I'm 27 male. I'm a part-time DJ. I mostly DJ for just family and friends. I'm not really a professional. Just do it for a little side cash from time to time. Last weekend, I got invited to DJ on the cheap at a wedding for a friend of a friend. At the wedding, while everyone was on the dance floor, one of the guests, we're calling Kevin, approached me and asked if I could play the song Golden Hour. It was an odd request because at this time all the guests were literally hopping around and dancing but I was told to take all the requests so did it anyways. When I started playing it the dance floor started to clear up and then Kevin invited a woman onto the dance floor. They started slow dancing for a bit. A few people joined them including the bride and groom and at one part of the song Kevin got down on one knee and I knew right away that he was going to propose. I didn't think it was right, especially because they were in the middle of the dance floor with all eyes on them. And I kind of felt like if this happened, I would take the fault because I was the one who put on the romantic song out of nowhere. So instead of letting that happen, as soon as he pulled out the box, I started to play Boogie and turned up the volume instead. After that, Kevin just side-eyed me and got up and everyone else sat down. After that, nothing else really happened and the tension was very thick. After the wedding, no one really brought it up and I obviously thought I wasn't the asshole and the friend that was friends with the bride said that I wasn't. But then a bunch of the family started to message me. It turns out that Kevin was the bride's brother and the family kept asking why I did that. I told them that proposing at someone else's wedding was not appropriate. They told me that I shouldn't have an opinion because I was just a DJ. Now Kevin got publicly humiliated because some people knew this was going to happen, so they were taking videos and live on Instagram so all their friends could see. I responded with, that would have made the newlyweds hurt, but then they came back with, you shouldn't have assumed that the bride didn't want that. That part got me thinking because I was mostly communicating with the bride about arrangements and she was very chatty before the wedding, but after that she kept giving me one word answers. So I assume she is mad at me. But then again, when she paid me, she almost doubled the amount for what I was asking for with a generous tip. I'm not sure if the bride actually knew. I think she would have told me. But am I the a-hole for just assuming? ETA, a lot of people said to ask the bride and groom. I did, but like I said, the answers were vague. Bride said it was fine, but it was probably just to spare my feelings. 
I didn't want to push because she clearly had a lot on her mind in the moment. Now, my questioning as I was reading this is, did the bride and groom know about this? Did they know this was going to happen? Which I think if that was the case, that should have been communicated to you. So I, I kind of feel like I'm not the a-hole in this situation. And to me, it doesn't matter if like the, the other family members knew about it and the, say the bride and groom didn't because it doesn't give them an excuse to like take over someone's wedding. We've seen many stories in the past where, you know, like they're saying, oh, let your brother propose at your wedding. And they're like, no, but then they still try and do it anyway. But Kronk says, if the bride knew this was going to happen and approved it, she should have told you beforehand. Going with not the a-hole. Your heart was in the right place. Protect the bride and groom's day. Ayastrick says, yeah, hindsight is 2020 here. But if I'm the guy proposing, I'm making sure every important person, like the DJ you're requesting a special song from, is in the know. Make sure one of the bride or groom tells them that it's chill if the guy uses their wedding as the spot to propose. Honestly, I'd want both the bride and groom to tell the DJ together that it's okay. Maybe I'm just an overanalyzer, but I'd be playing out every possible thing that could ruin the proposal before actually doing it. Make sure those things are figured out. If I can't shore it all up, then I'm not proposing. Keeping up with Kat says, what if the bride was put on the spot and she's secretly happy you messed it up? Takes the pressure off of her, lets her have her own wedding. I think your bank account agrees. Not the a-hole. Extinct Diplodocus says, not the a-hole. A bunch of family may have known about this, but that doesn't make it okay. They plan to mess up the bride's day by hijacking the wedding for their own purposes. It was clearly not okay with the bride. The bride either didn't know or was coerced into allowing it. The double pay and the generous tip shows how happy it made her that you messed up this plot. For those who wanted to hijack the occasion, you were the villain. For the bride, you were the hero, even if she can't publicly acknowledge it. Rest assured, you did good. And one more comment from Useful Accident who says not the a-hole. On this day, you work for the bride and groom, not some guy that wants to propose during a wedding. If this was going to happen, you should have been told about it. It's pretty standard to absolutely not propose at a wedding and you made the safest assumption if the bride is upset that sucks but you made the right call how are you supposed to know if it was planned if the bride knew if the bride was okay with it if the groom was okay with it who the guy even is you know nothing here all you know is that it's typically inappropriate to propose at a wedding and you reacted accordingly if they're upset with you they need a reality check now i'm gonna turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation can you imagine seeing that guy's face as he turned around when op changed the music holy moly <laughs> let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your love your support your time and just sharing the videos with other people as well i've had people in the comments saying that they shared it with a friend and then the friends turned up in the comments as well oh man it's amazing thank you so much and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care and much love are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.